Hey everybody, it's Andy. Welcome or welcome back to the Gwinnett Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, we would love it if you would take just a moment to download the Gwinnett Church app where you can have access to all of our recent message content as well as find out about what's going on around here at Gwinnett Church. And the app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. Most importantly, however, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. So uh, a few years ago, uh, I read a book and it was called The Power of Habit by this guy, uh, Charles Duhigg. And the whole idea behind the book, he talks about how uh, habits, good or bad, they have uh, the power and the potential uh, to make or break our lives, right? And to impact the quality and the direction of our lives. The author, uh, Duhigg, he makes the point that habits are a really big deal. And he points out that the habits that we make And the habits that we break, they have the potential to shape our lives. Who we become is actually informed by what we do consistently. And so something he discusses in the book also, uh, one of the reasons why it stood out to me is he discusses this thing called a a keystone habit, uh, a keystone habit. And the idea here is that uh, not all habits are created equally, right? There are there are some habits uh, that they, if you make them a part of their of your life, they can positively impact every other area of your life, right? So there are certain habits that they, they have this uh, shock wave of, of ability to be able to, to affect and impact all these other areas of your life. I'll give you an example. Uh, some of the keystone habits that he writes about are uh, making your bed, right? He says, uh, he says, which is, uh, I'll admit, I never do this. Uh, I think it's kind of pointless because I'm just going to mess it up in a few hours anyway. Uh, but he says, you know, if you start off the day by making your bed, uh, then you start the day with an accomplishment with, uh, with a W, right? Uh, a, a win. And so, uh, you're going into the day having accomplished something. Hey, if I don't do anything else that day, I made my bed, right? And he said, it just starts your day in that trajectory. It's a keystone habit actually affects your mentality going into everything else that you've got that day. Another keystone habit that he talks about is is working out. Uh, prioritizing working out at least three times a week. He's like, that's not just good for your physical health. It actually affects your mental health, your energy levels. And so uh, it actually, uh, it, it impacts other areas of your life as you go out throughout your day, uh, your work, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it has a, a positive effect on it. Another, another keystone habit that he talked about was journaling, right? Journaling at the end of the day. He said, usually at the end of the day, if it's the last thing that you do, it helps you to process your day and uh, you know, you're kind of able to reflect, give gratitude. You're able to kind of bookend, close some things. Um, and, and so he says, hey, that, that actually has a, a positive impact on uh, the upcoming day. If you end the day by just journaling out some of your thoughts and processing some things. Another one that he, uh, that he talks about as an example is uh, just planning your day the night before or even picking out your outfit uh, the night before, what you're gonna wear the next day so that you don't start the day with decision fatigue and, and so he says, hey, that, that's actually a habit, a keystone habit that if you do that on a consistent basis, uh, it actually has a ripple effect and, uh, and, and helps out in other areas of your life, a keystone habit. And there's a lot more that he talks about. Those are just a few. Uh, but the idea here, again, is developing a few of these, these simple practices that can actually make your life better and make you, as we say around here, make you better at life. And today uh, I wanna talk 
talk about a keystone habit that uh, I believe that if we would commit to it this year, it's a keystone habit that would help us to experience more peace, more joy, more courage, more compassion, more hope. It's a habit that I think would help us to grow spiritually Uh, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally more healthy in this next year. It's a keystone habit that that we find in the the life of Jesus. It's something that he did consistently that that shaped his life and ministry. And I believe it has the the power to impact ours as well if we lean into it. Uh, You see this keystone habit uh, all throughout the gospels, but uh, I'll show you in the gospel of Luke, uh, he records uh, one day after Jesus has been preaching, he's been doing ministry all day. Uh, It says, uh, yet news about him, this is in Luke chapter five, starting in verse 15 and 16. It says, yet news about him spread all the more so that the crowds came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often, he often withdrew to lonely places and pray. The keystone habit, you guys, you see in the life of Jesus, something that he did consistently, something that he prioritized, something that uh, he, would, he would do often, as Luke records. A keystone habit in the life of Jesus was uh, to connect with God in prayer. It was prayer. And we know this was an essential practice because uh, as you'll see in other places throughout the gospels, it says that it was something that he did early in the morning. It was something that he did first. It was his first priority, not just his last resort. He got up early before the sun would come up while it was dark and, uh, and it, it became something that he did first. And also it was something that he did consistently. You'll see that there. It says it was, he would often, or in other places in the gospels, it says, as was his custom or as was his practice, meaning that this was something that he did on a regular basis. And so we know that this was a keystone habit of Jesus was to connect with God in prayer, something that he practiced regularly that then uh, had a ripple effect to uh, affect the, the rest of the areas of his life. Now, I don't know what you think, uh, what you think about when you think about prayer. I don't know what your uh, relationship to prayer is. Uh, I think for some of us, it's something that we do often, which is amazing. Uh, for some of us, it's something that we do before meals or, or before bedtime. Uh, for some of us, it's what we do when we're desperate. Uh, for some of us, it's where we go to for comfort. For others of us, it's something that if we're being honest, it feels uncomfortable. Uh, for some of us, we feel like it's something that we should do more. And for others of us that are watching, we wonder why we should even do it at all, right? Uh, I'm not sure what you think about prayer, but what I do know is that when you look at the life of Jesus, this was a spiritual practice, the spiritual practice of prayer that was of ut most importance for him. It was essential. It was life-giving. It was where he found rest. It was where he went to receive direction. It was where he went to experience peace in the midst of turmoil. It was where he was filled with power. It was where he rooted himself in the love of his father in heaven. And this practice of connecting with God through prayer was a consistent priority of Jesus, a keystone habit to use Duhigg's language throughout his life and ministry. This one simple habit shaped Jesus's life and ministry. And I believe you guys, it's something that could have a huge impact uh, on our lives as well in this new, in this new year. Uh, some of the benefits, I was thinking about this, some of the benefits uh, of, of building in a habit of prayer uh, in our own lives, some of the benefits that we would experience. Uh, I'll, I'll give you just, just a, a couple, um, actually a few, which is more than two, it's three. And so I'll give you three uh, benefits of building a habit 
of prayer. Uh, one is intimacy with God. Something that you experience uh, when you build this in as a keystone habit, when you have a habit of prayer, whether that's in the morning or whether that's in the afternoon on your lunch break, whether it's in your drive on the way to work or whether it's in the shower before uh, you get ready or whether it's in the evening as you're winding down the day. One of the benefits of building in a habit of prayer into your life is that you experience intimacy with God. The more time you spend with someone, you know this, the more time you spend with someone, the closer that you get. And the better you get to know them, the more you come to love them and trust them, right? You know this, this is true in any relationship. And this is especially true in our relationship with God. The more time we devote to him, the more intimacy we experience with God. And so if we want our relationship with God to grow, uh, one of the things that would help uh, this year would be just to commit to spending some time speaking to him and talking to him in the practice of prayer. And so one of the benefits in our lives is intimacy with God. Another benefit though of of building in a habit of prayer is not just intimacy with God, but also uh, you begin to experience an awareness of God in your life, an awareness of God. When you pursue God regularly, um, he begins to to shift your mentality and your perspective, right? Uh, Pursuing God in your own time, it sets the trajectory for your day and for your week and, and for your life. You walk into situations now uh, when you're committing to a persistent and consistent life of prayer, uh, you begin to walk into situations with God in mind. You begin to see things differently, your situations and your circumstances and your struggles, recognizing that he is with you, that he is for you, that he is present in your current situations. And so uh, this is one of the things that we benefit by committing to a consistent practice of prayer. We don't just grow closer to God, but we we become more aware of God in our day-to-day life. Uh, A few years ago, uh, I really wanted to buy a truck. Uh, I wanted a truck. I'd had a truck when I was in high school and, uh, and then I had gotten something smaller for the gas mileage, you know, the thing. And, uh, but then I, uh, I wanted a truck again and I started looking on all the apps and I'm looking and there was this one specific y'all. I wanted a Toyota Tundra. And I started looking at the Toyota Tundras on all the different apps. And, you know, the more I would look on the apps, the more what I saw them around. It felt like everybody on earth had a Toyota Tundra. I'm seeing them everywhere, right? Um, Because, you know, you you tend to to find what it is that you're looking for and you tend to see what it is that you're seeking after. And the same is true in our relationship with God. When we prioritize looking for God in the morning or seeking God in our morning or in our evening, uh, then it's funny, we begin to see him show up in areas where maybe we'd been missing him before. And so you grow in your awareness of God. You grow in your intimacy with God. You grow in your awareness of God. And then another benefit to building in a habit of prayer in your life is that it begins to shift your actions towards others. It changes the way you see and treat people as well. Um, you'll, like I wrote this in my notes. I was thinking about this. You know, We'll never be able to live like Jesus publicly if we're not spending time with him privately. Now, we'll never live like him publicly if we're not spending time with him privately. And this was, this was one of the keys to Jesus's life and ministry was to spend time with his father in heaven. Jesus would often say, hey, I only do what I see the father doing. I only say what I hear the father saying. Like he, he's, he's the one that's leading me. He's the one that's guiding me. When I connect with him, it affects how I live and how I treat 
other people. And so Jesus would draw away and spend time with God, get filled up so then he could go back out and pour himself out to others. And the same, you guys, the same thing is, is true for us. True for us. If we're going to live and love like Jesus, uh, then our personal pursuit of God and our times of prayer have to be a priority, a consistent practice in our lives. And the more time we spend with God, the more time we spend with him in prayer, uh, both for our situations and our circumstances and for others, the more we begin to see people the way that he sees people. And the more you see people the way that God sees people, the more you'll treat them the way that your heavenly father would have you treat them. And so it begins to actually affect the more time we spend in prayer, both with God and for ourselves, but also for others. Um, It begins to affect our actions and our attitudes towards other people around us. And so what, what do we experience in prayer when we commit this keystone habit? Well, it affects our intimacy with God. We grow in closer relationship with God. We grow in a greater awareness of God, which helps us to walk into situations with greater peace, with greater courage, with greater hope, with greater joy, knowing that God is in any and all circumstances that we're walking through. And also uh, our time with God in prayer, it affects the way that we the way that we live and the way that we treat others as God begins to give us his heart and helps us to see other people the way that he sees them. And so you guys, you can see, I mean, these are just a few examples, but you could see how this one habit, this one practice, this one pursuit could actually have a huge impact uh, on our lives uh, this year. And so uh, I recognize though um, that that for many of you, the reason why you've never made prayer a habit is because you're not totally sure how to do it or what that looks like, you know? Um, I, and I get that. I totally get that. I can remember um, as a, especially as a new believer, uh, being told that I needed to have a, a quiet time, uh, a time with God. And, and I can remember being so intimidated by that, not, not knowing exactly where to read my Bible or what prayer was supposed to look like. The only things that I had seen felt very formal. And, uh, and so I wasn't even sure how to begin that practice. And, and so I get that. Prayer can feel intimidating. It can feel awkward, especially if you're new to it. But the good news is that it does not have to be. And so, uh, uh, in fact, uh, in one conversation recorded in the gospel accounts uh, of Jesus's life, uh, some of his students, they actually came up to Jesus and they said, hey, would you teach us how to pray? Like the way that you pray is different than the way that we pray. And we'd like to learn the way that you pray because there's something different about it. There's something powerful. There's something real. There's something intimate about the way that you're praying. And so they come up to him and they're like, hey, would you teach us? And, and I love Jesus's response. And you can read about it in, in both Matthew and uh, the gospel of Luke. He teaches this, but uh, Jesus gives them this simple approach. And, and I won't read it for 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 this uh, sermon, but I'll kind of just paraphrase it or summarize it. Um, And you've probably heard it. It's called, you know, maybe if you grew up in the Catholic church, you maybe heard it called the Our Father, or or maybe you've heard it called the the Lord's Prayer. Uh, But in it, Jesus gives us this simple, practical approach to prayer. And, and, you know, if I could just break it down and summarize it into three parts, Jesus says, Hey, when you pray, when you, when you talk to God, here's how, here's how you talk to God. He says, give thanks for what you have ask for what you need, and then invite God to lead. 
It's, it, it's that simple. He says, hey, when you pray, when you talk to God, your father in heaven who wants you to talk to him, when, when you commit to this practice, he, he, he breaks it down. It, it can really be broken down into these three points. He says, give thanks for what you have, ask for what you need, and then ask God to lead, right? Give thanks. So, may, so what this could look like, you guys, it could be as simple as you uh, waking up tomorrow morning and before you grab your cell phone, before you start swiping or scrolling or before anything, before you even roll out of bed, what if you just took a few minutes and you just followed the simple approach of Jesus? Give thanks for something that you have. God, thank you for my family. God, thank you for my health. God, thank you for a, a new day. God, thank you for this morning. God, thank you for the, the work that I have, the job that I have. God, thank you for this home. Maybe you just give God thanks for something that you've got currently in your life. And then he says, ask for what you need. What do you need that day? What do you need in this season, right? And ask God, God, would you, would you, would you help me with, with this situation, this conversation that I'm gonna have today, this difficult decision that I've got that's upcoming Should I take the job? Should I not take the job? Should we move our family? Should we put our kids in that school or or should we keep them in this other school? Should we pull them out of school? Should we homeschool? I I don't know. God, like, and and ask God for what you need. God, I'm nervous about this doctor's appointment. I'm nervous about the diagnosis. God, would you heal them? God, would you help them? And ask God for what you need. So give thanks for what you have. Ask for something that you need and then invite God to lead. Jesus ends the prayer saying, all right, and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. And so maybe, maybe the, the, the way that you end your prayer is just, God, would you lead me into, the, into this day? Would you, would you guide my steps today? God, would you show me the way to go today? Would you lead my decision-making today? Would you help me um, you know, in the way that I'm, I'm, I'm working? Would you help me in the way that I'm leading? Would you help me in the way that I'm parenting? Would you lead me today? And that could be just a simple, a simple way to approach prayer as a practice, to institute it into your life, to begin to have that as a keystone habit in your life. You could do that uh, each and every morning, right before you get out of bed uh, or, or as you're getting ready in the morning, you could, you could go through that simple, simple practice that could, that could actually have a, a, a huge impact on your life. Give thanks for what you have, right? Ask for what you need and then invite God to lead. And you guys, I'm just, I'm convinced this simple a prayer, uh, simple approach to prayer, um, if we would start our, our weeks this way, if we would start our days this way, if we would take a few minutes each morning to give thanks for what we have, asking God for what we need and inviting God to lead, uh, then, then just 10 minutes, I'm telling you, just 10 minutes a day, I'm convinced um, each day would actually change your days this upcoming year. And I think that you'd experience greater intimacy with God. I think you would experience his closeness in a way that you haven't maybe in the past. I think you would have a greater awareness of his presence in any and all circumstances that you're facing or that you're walking through. And I think you would experience greater peace, greater courage, greater joy, greater hope. And I think that you would live differently this year as you begin to see the world and those around you more and more the way that your heavenly father does. And so what if, what if this became a keystone habit in our lives this year. I think this one simple habit, you guys, could actually impact uh, the rest of our days, the rest of our weeks, the rest of our months, and the rest of this year, if we could institute this simple habit, this keystone habit that we witness in the life of Jesus. Uh, what if it became a keystone habit in our lives this year? I, I believe that it can, and I'm praying that it will.
Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you care about our lives. You care about where we're going, who we're becoming. Um, thank you for um, this past year, the lessons we've learned, uh, the ups and the downs and how you've been present in all of it. And um, God, I'm just asking right now that you would help us, help us to follow the example of Jesus, to establish this keystone habit uh, of personal prayer, connecting with you on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, would you help us to establish that in our lives um, that we might um, know you better, uh, experience you more, and, um, and that we might live and love more like Jesus. Uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, thanks so much for joining us uh, today. And uh, we hope to see you tomorrow at our prayer walk. It'd be a great way to begin putting some of this into practice. You could join us at 10 a.m. Uh, at Gwinnett Church. And we like to start the year off together in prayer. And then uh, also we'd love to see you uh, on January 7th as we get back uh, into our rhythm of meeting together here at Gwinnett Church. We love you guys and hope you have a great rest of your day.